Hello, welcome to the Hill and Valley. This is Nick Roby once again. Thanks so much for joining us. Super excited to talk about uh, today's show. A lot to break down, uh, so let's get to it. I know we've been out for a little bit, but excited to jump back in to the swing of things. We're already midway through the season, and a lot of a lot of good things to talk about with the Tigers. And they've got a big matchup this weekend with Syracuse. But first, before we do that, I wanted to jump in just for a little bit on the game with Florida State, just as we lead up into this. So obviously, you know, as you well know, the Tigers won 34-28 on Saturday night in Tallahassee. Proven improved to seven and zero, five and zero on the season. Florida State fell to four and three and two and three in conference. This is a very interesting game because if you didn't happen to watch the game and you were just to look at this box score, you would think, oh well, like I mean, Florida State out, you know, had ten more first downs. They almost had a hundred more yards. I mean, they ran for two hundred six yards in this Clemson defense, six point one per carry. I mean, that's a big deal. You know, like, did Florida State just like lose this game, you know, late? Uh, like, did Clemson not play as well? And almost the opposite. I mean, as as you know, if you've watched, like, Clemson was up 34-14 going into the fourth quarter. I mean, this game was pretty much over. And honestly, the, the Tigers just didn't finish. And I think that's where you saw some late scores. And honestly, I think it was just a lot impressed with just how Florida State finished the game and really you can tell that they're building some things uh, down there. Mike Norvell's got, you know, they're really trying to rebuild a culture, rebuild and get those right guys in there. And that can take a little bit of time, but definitely some seeing improvement, like an improved offensive line. They've got some still players like, and they're really starting to buy in a little bit. So I think to be impressed the way they finished, especially Jordan Travis, I mean, the shots he was taking, that dude balled out. He had 254 yards, two touchdowns, 64 yards rushing, and a rushing TD. I mean, he was just willing his team as much as he could. And so credit to them for making it a one-score game. Uh, Clemson really took the fo- foot off the pedal, you know, in the last quarter and a half. Uh, when the game a lot of stuff this week. And so uh, I would bet you see a lot more focused team coming into this. I think also, too, you have to be reminded of just kind of the stretch that Clemson's been on when you look at their schedule. You know, after Louisiana Tech, they go on the road to Wake Forest, you know, top 25 team, uh, top 15, I think 15 at the time. Um, it, it took them to two overtimes. With the Clemson, the defense didn't play well, but Wake played really well. Just they, they willed that one out. Then they beat NC State, top 10 team, you know, by 10 in their own ballpark and really controlled the game for the most part but a team that they lost to last year so back-to-back weeks they you know beat teams that you know really were playing for the division the division winner and team that beat them last year then you go on the road to boston college in the red bandana game that's not you know the easiest of things and i know it's 31 to 3 but boston college did some things well and and that's a that's a you know, it's tough to play on the road in any environment, but that's a place where, like, you have to be careful. You know, they haven't had the best, you know, season record-wise, but so they took care of business there, you know, and it was a potential trap game, and then another potential trap game with Florida State, you know, who's just ready to, you know, they weren't trying to lose seven in a row, so Clemson really had to to will that one out at the end, too. So, and, and now, oh, yeah, and they get top 15 Syracuse <laughs> at home for homecoming. So, you know, that's fun before a bye week and then Notre Dame. I think it's just I've been underrated, this little bit of stretch that Clemson's been going on, and just impressive to see the, the continual focus. And, you know, with some with some young guys, you'll, you'll have some laps of that. And um, 
or just being like taking the, the pedal foot off the gas. That's why it's hard to put it back on. So a lot of credit for state. Uh, you know, Clemson looked better offensively, I think, or just you could see progressions that DJ's made. You know, he had that flick pass to uh, Antonio Williams. He made a couple of good throws. He made that good throw to Ngata on the sideline when we were down a touchdown early. You know, he finished with 203 yards, 15 for 23 passing. So pretty good consistently um, passing percentage, three touchdowns, and then 26 yards on the ground and a rushing touchdown. I mean, really controlled the game, I thought. And honestly, probably the player of the game, if you were to give it to a guy, was uh, Will Shipley. I mean, this dude just... His effort is contagious and just super proud of that guy and just how he's been really working and just carried himself too. You know, he's been in a lot of interviews recently and just been, yeah, I've just been impressed the way he carried himself. He had, you know, 121 yards on 20 carries, 6.1 a carry, you know, when you know that he's getting the ball a lot. And he also had 48 yards, you know, through the air and he had the 69 yard. Uh, kick return that really sparked a drive, you know, as well. So he had 238 all purpose yards. I mean, there's a reason why he was named, you know, the running back player of the week in the ACC. And then Jeremiah Trotter comes in, has 13 tackles, a tackle for loss. Miles Murphy, you know, makes his present known with two sacks and three and a half tackles for loss. There are some a lot of good things to, to, to like, you know. Um, what I really thought was interesting is that Bill Collins didn't have a reception, so they held him down. And the leading receiver was Antonio Williams with 76 yards. So I really like what I'm seeing from him. I think he has been a, just a nice addition. It really makes it dynamic, especially in like that slot uh, over the middle type of a guy. The Clemson's been kind of missing for the past couple of years. It just hasn't had someone like really super step up and into that. And then you have Dwayne, uh, not Dwayne, um, Davis Allen and Jake Brennan Stuhl. Both have just been consistent at the tight end position. And, and they were trying to take that away, you know. And so it was just cool to see just consistently across the board, you know, the way the offense played, I thought, you know, for the most part. DJ missed, you know, a couple throws, you know, that could have been touchdowns. But, I mean, uh, you're definitely seeing the progress that's being made and he's being consistent and and I think that's just an underrated consistent year I think you know especially if you're if you haven't been watching as much uh, as Tiger fans have so I've just been impressed with that and then also casually BT Potter makes two field goals he becomes the all-time leader in points by kicker at Clemson so that's a big deal we've had a few good kickers um, and just being consistent, and now he's on the pace to try to break Travis Etienne's uh, ACC points record. I think he's like an eighth right now, and so if he keeps going as he's going, uh, Potter can break that this year. And so, just a lot of good stuff from the game. I think the things to clean up would be, you know, tackling for sure. And I know that that was probably a big emphasis in the running game, um, especially when you have a team as we're going to talk about with Syracuse that likes to run the ball. Uh, I think you're going to see that more. Some of that might have been just a little bit of just lack of focus towards the end of the game um, and the way that Florida State was really trying to, to move the line of scrimmage. I think we're going to see some some fixes in that. I think you don't want to – I mean, you want to read into the stats, but I think, too, like it's a new week. It's a lot more focus at home, too. I, I really think that they're going to really try to shut down that running game. But it's definitely something that's a little bit – that you're aware of and you want to be 
consistent with, especially moving forward as you start to moving towards the October. Now we're, you know, later in October and November and really trying to move into that next gear. So all that being said, let's talk about this Syracuse matchup. So it's homecoming. So Syracuse is always an interesting team to me. I feel like it, it's not always a weird game. It just has sometimes its own little narrative within the season. I know in the past few seasons, the Syracuse game has been like a marker, you know, where, you know, we have the Kelly Bryant game where he gets concussed and hurt and they end up losing on the road on a Friday night. It's also the game where, obviously, of course, that Trevor Lawrence, you know, got hurt and Chase Bryce had to come in and help convert that fourth down and and that game-winning touchdown drive, which helped propel Clemson into a national title uh, team. And you don't do that, honestly, if you don't beat Syracuse. So Syracuse has has definitely given some some good efforts over the past few years. They just haven't been able to capitalize except for that one a few years ago. And on the road last year, I mean, I think it was like 17-14, a close game, and it wasn't for you know. Davis Allen played really well, and then got had that big touch, touchdown, touch, catchdown, touchdown catch in the end zone. You know, lot to you know. Those, these guys are hungry for sure, and it's not just a Syracuse team on the road, but they're a top fifteen team. They're number fourteen in the country. They're six and zero. You know, what I thought was crazy is that this is the first time that in the 81-year history of Death Valley where you have two 6-0 or better teams facing off with one another. So you think about all the great games that that have happened, it just hasn't happened yet. So it's very interesting, and it's interesting that it's the Syracuse team. Like, I don't know if you would have maybe predicted that. You maybe think of, like, you know, if you were going to look crystal ball, like, 10 years ago, you think, okay, maybe Miami or, you know, even, like, North Carolina. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but, like, NC State. You know, Virginia Tech, Louisville again. Like, there's some other programs you might not think of necessarily Syracuse up there, but I really just give a lot of credit to what Dino Babers has done to multiple times just really um, rejuvenate this program. And, you know, a couple of years ago, they weren't looking so hot, and now they have a 6 0 start. So, now the, the, the kicker with this is Clemson's probably played a, a, a a much more difficult schedule. When you look at strength of schedule, like, you know, Syracuse is 6-0, and Clemson 7-0. and But when you look at strength of schedule, Syracuse is 114, Clemson 63. And, like, the remaining strength of schedule, Syracuse is 22 in the country, Clemson's 53. So, I mean, remember, there's 131 FBS schools. So, uh, they haven't necessarily played the cream of the crop. This is actually their first ACC road game. So Clemson finished their last ACC road game last week at Florida State. They don't go on the road again in conference. Their last road game is Notre Dame, which is also crazy. That's the only one more road game. The only road game for Syracuse has been at UConn, you know, which is week two. You know, they have wins over NC State last week, but without Devin Leary, Virginia, Purdue, Louisville. I mean, Give them credit. It's hard to win, you know, be undefeated this late in the season. But they haven't necessarily faced – this is probably much more of a marker for them. You know, if they were to come in here and win, I mean, that would be a huge deal for that program and a huge deal for the conference too, honestly. Because if Clemson wins this, I mean, they have a really strong chance of making the the conference title game for sure. I think a couple notes for this too is star linebacker Mikel Jones – has been potentially out. He's been nursing a little bit of an injury since last week. And last I've seen, he's still probably a little bit of a decision, game time decision. So we'll see if he can play. That's a big deal. I mean, he's their, he's their guy. He's one of their guys in their defense. And 
just a leader, you know, uh, I've been impressed with him and it's a big deal if he can't play. So I hope he, I hope he can play. Cause I want to see guys play, you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys. Like I want to see, I mean, of course, you, you know, you're not gonna make excuses, but at the same time, you're like, I, I like seeing, you know, the best players on the field. And he definitely is one of that for them. They're really strong at the corner position. You know, you got Williams and chestnut, you know, those are two potential pro guys, you know, like they're the real deal. And so very interested to see that matchup on the outside. And, you know, they play a very interesting three, three, five defense. It's a little bit different. Um, and they like to come at you with different angles. They definitely like to blitz. Um, so just a very interesting piece for that. I think the thing that's interesting for Syracuse is, and which could be a big factor is the depth, you know, especially on the line. Um, like on the offensive line, like they've been improved, but how much depth do they have? And like with stamina, because Clemson can continue to come, as we know, with multiple guys and uh, like two deep. And and then on the offensive side, you know, how are they going to do like in the back end when Clemson tried to go up tempo or if they continue to run the ball with a, you know, Shipley and Maffa continuing over and over again. Um, I think that's the trick is this, this feels like a second, second half kind of pull away game for Clemson. I expect it to be close first half um, because the, these guys can play, you know, I, I wouldn't, I, I would, I would be ready to go. I know last year they had a tough time scoring if it wasn't for Sean Tucker, the running back running, but Garrett Schrader, the quarterback has really been improved. You know, I saw a stat from clock that his numbers are very like William Quackenbush for one of five, the roar. Um, his stats are very comparable to, what Eric Dungey was, you know, during this time. And he's like the marker for a quarterback under, you know, the Dito Babers team. And so, I mean, he's got 1400 yards, almost 70% completion percentage, 12 touchdowns, three interceptions passing. And of course he's a big threat running 300 yards, five touchdowns, just a big bulldozer quarterback. And he, he can uh, quarterback and he's pretty quick too. And he likes to hit guys. I think that's what's interesting is you have two quarterbacks. You aren't afraid to run one and two, like some contact, you know, you gotta, you gotta wrap these guys up, you know, low, low contact PD, as you know, as a famous movie once said, you gotta make some tackles. I think that's the big key for this Clemson defense is you have to make these guys tackle and you have to make, you know, make it third and long versus like third and manageable because they're gonna, they're gonna try to run the ball some and you have to respect the passing game too. You know, Sean Tucker, 644 yards, six touchdowns. He's also been used a little bit in the passing game. Uh, actually leads the team, I think, in in receptions. So they're they're trying to get the ball in his hands as much as possible. So you have to circle thirty four and know where he is at all times. Another guy to watch out for is uh, uh, Gadson. The receiver has five hundred yards receiving, five touchdowns. Number nineteen, um, he can play. He had a big game last week with two touchdowns against NC State. Um, that will be a big marker for them um so sheridan jones uh makuba like he's he's one of those guys where you're like okay you you have to double team him or just make somebody else beat you they have a strong set of receivers again but i think those are the three guys you obviously have to watch out for and so i mean offensively they've been you know they've been good now the competition obviously hasn't been as strong but they're you know, we're looking at the third and fourth scoring defense offenses in ACC. You know, they're averaging almost the same as Clemson. I think the big thing is just the strength of schedule. Um, you know, they're 50th in the country in, in points, uh, 36 in run, 64 in pass. 
Um, so you, you got to be ready to play with these guys. And I think they're going to want to extend the game a little bit or shorten the game, I mean, by extending their drives and wanting to put together long drives to keep the Clemson offense off the field, especially, you know, controlling the ball with the running game and with timely with timely passing. This defense is really, I mean, they're only giving up 13 points a game. They're first in the ACC, sixth in the country, only giving up 173 yards passing, 95 rushing, 82 rushing for Clemson. So I think that's interesting is you have two strong running teams against two two really strong running defenses. And and that's where I think this the the test of the of the stamina of the teams of the depth is going to be really important. Um, so I, I'm just, it's a very interesting game for sure. And, you know, the line is 13 and a half right now for Clemson, which is very interesting. It's basically a two score game. The over under is like 40 yard and a half. So probably a little bit less of a scoring game. You know, they're looking at, you know, kind of in the 24, 17 kind of game or maybe something around that kind of a range. It's a noon kickoff on ABC, which, you know, Clemson's been on ABC now four weeks in a row. They were at the 7.30 slot every week, it seemed like, especially with the road games. So a little bit different back to a noon game. Um, I could see it being a little bit of a sleepy start for both teams after both, you know, both trying to do well and both trying to get their offenses going. I think also Clemson's just been traditionally a little bit of a slower starting offensive team. So I wouldn't be surprised by that. Uh, especially with, you know, with DJ. I mean, they're really like a second-half team, it feels like. They're really, you know, they go in, you know, have a decent opening drive, trying to figure things out in offense. And, you know, second half, they come out, make some adjustments, and really, you know, really try to win, you know, as I say, the middle eight, which is, if you're unfamiliar, which is the last four minutes of a half and the first four minutes of the next half. It's really just trying to get that momentum, especially if you can get a score to end the half, you get the ball back to start the half. You know, that's a 14-point swing, which in a game like this feels really big, you know. So 13.5, I think, just feels a little bit high. Not that not that Clemson can't win by more than that. I just think for a spread, I think that does feel a little bit high. So I like Clemson in this game, especially at home. Um, I think they'll have Syracuse's focus, and they'll be ready to go, especially with a lot of things they're still to work on. But I think that Syracuse has got some weapons and they can extend some drives. And Clemson, you know, has had a, at times, uh, you know, I would say like third down, like trying to get them off on third down. So I could see Syracuse get, putting some drives together and then it being like, a, you know, a 14 to 10 halftime kind of score, you know, 17, 14, that kind of score. But I can see Clemson pulling away second half, especially when when the the depth starts to win out, when you know Syracuse is getting tired and Shipley and Moffat can get like seven, eight yard kind of runs and really capitalize and make you know, and then they're gonna if, in my in my mind they're they're probably gonna try to let their corners handle the receivers and really try to stop the running game. So I could see this being a game where. You want, you know, somebody like a Bo Collins or, again, Antonio Williams to make some plays down the field. Davis Allen's a big mismatch. So I could see the, the tight end game being a, a big part of this. You know, I see this as being like a 31-20 type of game. That's probably the score I would go with. I know last week was 34-28. I see this, again, being like a 31-20 
game. You know, I think if Clemson scores more than that 24 mark, I don't see that. I just don't see them giving up more than that on offense. But offensively, I can see that. So it's like 11 points. That's why I would take the points. If I was a betting man, I'd take the points with this, meaning like I'd like I'd take Syracuse to cover that. Like it won't be that much. But I still see Clemson winning by a two-score game eventually. I could. I just see it more being like a 10-point kind of game again. So, yeah, there you have it. I'm super excited. Uh, about this should be a great game it's homecoming you know there's some christmas in the air syracuse is bringing down this crisp weather down to the upstate super pumped abc again you know and after this uh, we haven't even talked about this uh, aspect of it it's also the, the game before a bye week which i don't know how this keeps happening where we keep playing syracuse before a bye week don't love that personally before notre dame but i would say like a big thing is i, I see clemson you know Finishing off with a good win could be kind of just slower to get started, but just finishing off strong. And then you got a bye week before you go on the road to Notre Dame in this final stretch of games, you know, with Notre Dame, Louisville, Miami, and South Carolina. So really wanting to finish strong well here. But that's why I've got 31-20 Tigers in a tough matchup, but I see them see them pulling out and then getting some well-deserved rest for sure so there you have it guys enjoy a wonderful slate of college football remember to like and subscribe to the podcast i'm so super excited we're going to be diving into clemson basketball which starts in less than a month away it's crazy like in less than a couple weeks we got our first clemson basketball game so that's already on the horizon so super pumped about that just lots to look forward to so i know it's already been this is game number eight for the tigers it's crazy but super pumped love it Thanks, guys, for listening. And for now, we are signing off.